Um, I am an adult child alcoholic and also a grateful member of Al-Anon. Mostly, I've done more Al-Anon in the past 10 or 12 years than ACA, but I find it fascinating because I keep getting invited to ACA meetings to do leads. And I think it's because I'm moving to North Carolina where my mom is in the spring. I think it's a very funny reminder of my higher power telling me to get ready um, because, you know, mom. So uh, a couple of things I was thinking about, I, I, I wasn't told I had to read something today. I did look at the Daily Reader, um, Strengthening My Recovery regarding wholeness for December 7th. And I'm, I'm not going to read that, but I will say that it helped me think about a question that I've been asking myself a lot lately. And I, I'm in my 12th step, having done the steps countless times. I came into the program when I was 19, I'm 55. Um, it's been a lifesaver and it helped me not, uh, it helped me pass on recovery versus um, disease to my children. And the question that I have been thinking a lot about lately is where have I lost the ability to choose? And I've been thinking a lot about that because of course, you know, I follow all of the, I, all of the laundry list applies to me. Um, I am married an alcoholic at the time. I didn't know he was an alcoholic. I don't think he knew he was an alcoholic. He was sober, but sober without a program for many years before he actually found the rooms. And we have this very funny, interesting dynamic that you might relate to, um, because I find it easier to fold than fight when it is something that, um, we disagree about or argue about. And I'll give you the most ridiculous example because this is just, this is just where we are. This is where I am. So my husband has a, a sock problem. He buys a lot of socks. He forgets that he has socks and then he goes to Costco and he buys a 10 pack of socks. And we just moved up here a month ago and I'm not kidding you, he had more than 65 pairs of socks. And I was like, Mother Mary. And I, grew up with the idea of you make do with what you have, you know, you just get enough. I was only allowed to buy certain things. My mother was incredibly controlling when it came to school shopping or clothing shopping. So I have all kinds of stuff about shopping. So we get up here and <laughs> we go for this long hike because we go for these big hikes and I come back and my hiking boots have rubbed the heels out of my third pair of three pair of thin weight socks that I have for winter, right? I have wool socks, but I have three pair of thin socks. And I, I hold this big enough. So I'm like, oh, I need to get socks. And my husband fucking says to me, well, how many pairs do you need to have? And I looked at this motherfucker and I was like, well, how many pair do you need to have? You need to have 65, but I'm only allowed to have three. And, it, and we both laughed. I mean, we have enough recovery that we're, this is not these are not the marital deal breakers anymore that they might have been years ago. And I still, this is, this happened a couple of weeks ago. I still haven't bought another pair of socks. So I've been thinking a little about that. And then something else happened that I, Oh, I, we went, um, I wanted to get a different pair of hiking shoes. I have high, high tops. I wanted low tops. 
And we go to the store and I try, and I'd been looking at these shoes before. So it wasn't my first time in. And I was like, I'm going to go buy those shoes. And I, we don't have a resource issue about this right now. And I try on the shoes and he goes, they're not waterproof. And it's so interesting to me how fast I can absorb that comment, right? So that begins an entire cascade of internal dialogue that's not mine, that comes from, you know, my alcoholic sick family. That's about, yeah, why do you need another pair of shoes? They're not waterproof. You really should get waterproof. The ones you even have aren't even waterproof. They're water resistant. Could you make them waterproof? And I, on and on and on. And so, we, so I'm like, okay, so we leave. So I said, okay, I'm just going to look online for a pair that's waterproof. This brand makes a waterproof pair. And we leave the store and this was Saturday, it's Tuesday. And I've tried to get it online to buy these shoes that I really want and I can't do it. And so I've really been thinking about where have I lost the ability to choose. And what I found is in talking to, so of course I pick up the phone and I make a bunch of program calls because I'm fascinated by this. I'm a grown ass fucking woman. I make my own money. He's not even in the house. He's in Chicago for work this week. I'm all alone. I could do whatever I want. I could, I could afford to buy a pair of shoes. I could afford to buy a fucking pair of socks. But I'm more interested right now in my resistance and my inability to um, make my desires and needs matter more than what somebody else thinks that I need or should have or anything. And it's not like, this is not a way in which he controls me. This is not like, uh, this is, it's me. I'm so clear on this. Now he does always have a counter. Like every time I say I want to do something, he always has a counter. And I have learned in the past year or two to start saying, oh, oh, I, I don't need a counter. Like it'll even be like, I want to drive this way. Go, well, why did you go, oh, I don't need a counter. And it's helped me figure out how to stand up for myself in, in these very little ways. And I think partly it's that I've been in the program so long, I think I've got it all figured out some of the times, but it's so insidious. Like this disease is just, it's just in my cells. And I just don't even know um, when it's got me wrapped around its finger, but it's it, it has me wrapped around its finger in the weirdest ways, like over a fucking pair of socks and shoes. And so, what I know is that I've been spending a lot more time this year on nurturing my relationship with my higher power. Oh, I got to show you my higher power. Hold on, I'll be right back. This is an NCAA tournament volleyball. This is my current, um, higher power visualization. And I, I need higher power visualization tools. Like whenever I go through the steps, I, I had a sponsor a long time ago tell me, each time you go through the steps, you need a bigger higher power. You need a bigger version of your higher power, it expands. And this year, um, my higher power is my ideal version of a volleyball coach. I was a volleyball player in high school and college when I was young. And my higher power currently is my coach. It's, I need to know that I'm not alone. I need to know that I don't have all of the solutions. I need to know that somebody else has got my back. I need to know that somebody 
greater, smarter, more experienced, more skilled, um, because I need to stay in a place of humility in order to progress in recovery, in order to figure out how I can buy a pair of fucking socks <laughs> for myself without feeling, you know, shame or guilt or whatever it is that's behind it. And I need to remember that the only way I do well by myself is when I act from my assets and not from my defects or my defenses. Someone suggested recently that we don't call them defects anymore. We call them defenses because they were the coping strategies that I absolutely needed and relied on as a kid to grow up in a fucked up household where it was clear that the adults had no idea how to do anything, but I didn't have a power um, or voice in order to stand up for myself. Right. And I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have a coach to teach me how to do those things. And I, I always wanted, like, I think I wanted a coach as a kid. I wanted some grown up that I could trust that had it figured out that knew more than I did about navigating the insanity and the chaos um, and could help me find a better way, you know, that could help me say, yeah, you deserve this. Or yes, it's appropriate to be upset at this point. You're like, I'm allowed to have emotions. I mean, I think a lot about the part of, you know, if I didn't mirror or fold or bend myself into shapes in order to match my mother's emotional register, uh, um, you know, mine separate from hers were not allowed. That was just not allowed. I was told I was being manipulative. Like how does a seven-year-old manipulate, you know, <laughs> an adult? They don't really, like they share that they're upset or they share that there's something they want or, um, you know, they share like a child. And I, I think I was not really allowed to be a child yet. I didn't have anyone to teach me how to be an adult. So I was in this very weird limbo. And I think that to this day, my program and my recovery is still all about trying to find, um, new ways in which to take care of myself, new ways in which to reparent myself. Um, I like to have what I call a spa week when my husband is gone. And all that means is that I eat what I want to eat. I have candles. I have the music I want. I have the lights. And it's not because I can't have those when he's around. But, you know, we're, we're staying at a friend's house. This isn't even our house. It's a temporary situation. And it's a small space. So we share a lot of the space. And, it, you know, I do want to be accommodating to another human being in my, in my space. But... Um, but I get overly accommodating, you know, and I don't, I don't really want to do that. And so, um, I lose the ability to choose in ways that I don't even, that I don't even know, because I still think it's easier to fold than fight for what I want, because I still think it's a fight and it's not a fight. I, it's not a fight in this household. It's not a fight in this relationship, but it, it, there is something in me that says, it's not safe to do this. It's not safe to say what you want. It's not safe to stand up for yourself, even though it's not true. It's just not true. Um, and I have a hard time recognizing that. And I'm still 
so many ways I do all of the things that I want and I get what I want. I live my life and, you know, our marriage is fucking amazing right now. Like we're, we're embarking on this new journey. Our children are grown and they have recovery to some degree. At least they love us and they love each other and they call us, which I could never think of calling my mother for advice about anything to this day. That wouldn't happen. That's 12 minutes. Thank you so much. So I'll wrap it up. So I just... I'm so grateful and so excited to be able to reflect and to constantly have spiritual awakenings. Like if I, if I dig deep, if something happens like the sock thing and I go, Oh, what is that all about? And I, the deeper I dig with friends and with prayer and meditation, I will always be rewarded by a spiritual awakening. I might not get the socks, <laughs> but I'll get something better, which is a better understanding of how this disease has affected me and how I want to make different choices moving forward. And for me, that's really the goal, right? The hope is that um, I can do better and and I can take care of myself. And I, and I think I can figure it out by myself, but I can't. So I have to call my coach and I have to say, dude, we need like, we need to practice this drill. Like we need a shopping drill. So I think I'm going to try to buy something tomorrow. That's maybe not a pair of socks first and then a pair of socks, or maybe I'll buy a pair of socks first. And then (laughs) I don't know. I feel like I need to do something to break it, but that's, that's not the point. The point is understanding why I'm twisted and figure out how to unravel it. So that's all I got. Thanks. (music) Thank you.